Hi, everyone. This is Joanne Larock. Uh, today's podcast uh, is dated August the 18th, 2023. And today, I'd like to introduce you to our uh, other twin daughter, Chanel Larock, and talk to her about her experience being in performing arts. So here you go. Hi, Chanel. It's your Hi. mom. Hi. <laughs> Thanks so much for asking me to be a part of your podcast. It's so exciting. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm just honored and glad uh, and happy that you want to do this with, with your mom. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Of course. Anyway, uh, we'd like to talk about your experience being in performing arts. A lot of people um, uh, hesitate sometimes to put their children into performing arts because they hear some good, but they hear some bad. I remember one time we brought you to an audition. I think it was your first audition with uh, for the Bounce commercial with Procter & Gamble. And there was one other mother there, and this was her son's 27th audition. And I asked her, has he received any roles yet? And she said, no. And I kind of thought, oh, gee, I hope that I'm not that kind of mom that would put my kids through 27 auditions. You were lucky enough to get that um, that commercial with Procter & Gamble through Bounce. It was a demo uh, commercial, but it was still a, a huge win for you because that was your first audition and you, you got the role. So that was good at nine years old. Mm-hmm. But but let's um, let's backtrack a bit. <laughs> when you were first... You and your sister were first born, uh, being that uh, I was into modeling, uh, fashion modeling. Your dad was a musician and performer and was in a country rock band. It was no wonder that you and your twin sister ended up liking to sing and perform and your dad would play guitar and then you and your sister would make up songs about rainbows and oh, yeah. and whatever and, and sing away uh, on my step up block, my exercise block. And then I entered uh, you guys, um, you and your sister Jessica into a contest about uh, having a life child and I was... I had entered uh, a picture of Brent because I had uh, was pregnant with Brent and I had thyroid cancer. And then uh, 10 years later, you two guys were born and you were chosen to be on the, the cover of the Life cereal boxes, which were a nationwide contest. And your picture, along with a few others, was also on the cereal box across thousands of cereal boxes across Canada. And then after that, you started slowly into the the business of performing arts so uh you ended up doing work on Degrassi and in the scary movie uh Carrie Uh and so on and so forth but how was it for you being a little kid I remember one more quick thing I wanted to mention when we were coming back from Toronto one time and coming back to Sudbury which is about four or five hours north of Toronto it was kind of later on in the day, and you and, and Jessica had uh, were in the Canadian Model and Talent con- Competition, and you both did quite well. And we thought, well, it's, now we're heading back home uh, and back to our kind of our normal life. And you started crying, and I said, what's wrong, Chanel? And you said, I miss all the lights. I still remember that too, like going through, like, I, I guess it was at, at the time, it was Young Street and kind of looking around and I, I liked the bright lights. I liked that, you know, hustle and bustle of the big city. And 
ironically, years later, I ended up living in Toronto for six and a half years. And I'm pretty sure that's probably because of that moment when I was, what, I think nine years old, eight, nine, ten years old? Yes, I think so, yes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you did. And you competed in acting, singing, uh, both you and Jessica uh, did well for, for the acting and, and singing. You won trophies and, and we brought them home and we were so excited. But, it, I, you know, as a, as a mom, you always wonder, is this too much for your kids? But for you, it, it certainly wasn't. You, you and Jessica really, you learned how to talk in front of hundreds of people. Uh, it helped for your school and so on and so forth. But we're we're jumping ahead. So let's start at the beginning. When what was your first class that you that I enrolled you guys into? Was it singing or dancing? Uh, probably, I think I think for myself, anyways, the one thing I always enjoyed the most was singing. I think um, just being surrounded by music and being around singing like I think of this one video of when I was younger and I'm singing I think it was blued suede shoes and I'm like full-blown having a concert on the step up block your step up block and just getting so into it and I think to be honest maybe because I'm a Leo I I like that attention (laughs) I like being in front of people and and I like I like um sharing sharing that those moments with people, right? Making them happy, making them having that, giving that entertainment. Um, and I loved singing and I knew I had some sort of ability at that age too, right? So yeah. I, I think I really leaned on that. So I think um, we definitely um, went into singing lessons. We kind of just took every everything, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's where that love came from. And then I think the love of singing turns into performing on stage with dancing and acting. So getting into musical theater and, and those kinds of things um, definitely enhanced my love for the performing arts. And that's what kind of made me end up going to school initially at Sheridan College for the performing arts. Because at that point, I was like, oh, my God, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. This is amazing. This is what I'm trained to do. Yes. And that's and you excelled at uh, Sheridan College and then you went on to York University to study drama. Uh, Yeah, like it was it wasn't just drama at uh, York University, but. I did indulge in, in some of those classes as well, just because, you know, that's uh, primarily what I thought at that point I wanted to do. And and definitely those skills are interchangeable, right? You could use a yeah. lot of those skills in other jobs, other careers too, right? When you're interacting with people, engaging with, with different people, um, it definitely comes in handy. You know, presentations and all that stuff, you can use those skills, right? So Yes. So that's always awesome. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was uh, after after all the you know getting involved in in local um, commercials. We did a lot of local commercials when we were kids too. Yes. Don Terry's, Bianco's, Mark Denami. I guess he's like real estate. Yeah. Um, uh, different. I don't know, different modeling shows and our pictures and Canadian Showcase and all that stuff. Um, Eventually, I went to school at Sheridan. And then after school, I decided to, hey, you know, I'm I'm part of ACTRA because I did 
did do the bounce commercial and did do, you know, got a couple jobs when I when we were younger. So I got to be a part of the acting union and I decided, Hey, like at that point to just do background extra work, you got like over 25 bucks an hour at that point. It was a lot of, a lot of money to just like chill and, and meet people and have fun and be in front of the camera. Not a big responsibility. Yeah. So ended up doing a lot of extra work, which eventually turned into like sometimes bigger opportunities, getting upgraded to a few lines here and there. I still did auditions here and there, but I was also in school at the same time. So I was trying to manage that in school and, and whatnot. So that was really great. That like that definitely paved the way into doing some film work. Either, like I said, BG stuff or small actor roles on different shows. And ironically, (laughs) when I first started, I did so many kissing scenes. Yes, on Degrassi. So many kissing (laughs) scenes. I just don't understand. (laughs) So many. And then, like, half the time, too, because, I don't know, like, I ended up in my bra and my my bra and underwear or my bikini (laughs) I guess because it was my age and stuff too but hey like you know it actually uh you know it was uh still uh pg obviously but it paid my rent like all those all those opportunities on different shows it paid my rent and I was able to go to school and you know um have that experience and meet awesome people and and then also uh, those opportunities turned into promotional jobs with like Toronto Film, um, the Toronto International Film Festival and Toronto Pride yeah. and doing different promotional jobs like that on top of it. So yeah. life was pretty exciting and that's doing the, that work. And that's what you wanted or you liked about that that whole experience, especially starting as young as seven, eight years old, going to that first competition. Your first musical theater was was a coup as well as far as starting out. It was, again, your first audition for musical theater. You and Jessica and your friend Samantha uh, both landed roles in uh, Evita. Yeah. The musical yeah. concert. And it was, uh, it, it, we saw a big difference in your how you and Jessica seemed to mature overnight, even though you were how old? Eight, nine years old at that I time. I think it was all around the same time because I, I believe when we went to that competition, so we got picked up. I think it was initially by Ford Modeling and Talent, and then it got and then we went to Caroline's. Yes. But one of the things, one of the suggestions when we did do that competition is like, hey, get involved with local local um theater yeah musical theater it was yeah uh, musical theater what was the name of that agent she was from new york and that's one of the things that she said to us uh suzelle i think yeah yeah she was a a big agent talent agent from new york and that's one of the things she said i don't care uh if you do a church basement theater or play or whatever but she said it would really help your girls in this business so when we came back from toronto we we looked around there was sudbury theater centers uh theater cambrian and they were looking and thornlow university too and thornlow that's right you did we actually did all of them so we did there was one year I remember grade four, grade five. I remember we we did Wizard of Oz, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, 
We also did Pinocchio at Sobey Theatre Centre, and we did Mary Wise of Windsor on top of doing Canadian showcase shows. And playing soccer. <laughs> and playing and, and I still play soccer to this day. Yes, but 32 I, years old, still playing soccer. <laughs> yeah, but, so kind of fast forwarding, so to also capture, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of negative outcomes associated with performing arts, right? And, yeah. and it's important to acknowledge that. And that's yes. why, you know, as I had a child and and, and changed my career, because once I came back to Sebri, I, I went into research with the homeless and, and all that stuff. So, yeah, I think, you know, not really knowing when you're going to work, like being... Um, it's like running your own business, right? You have to be on top of getting getting jobs, getting um, also managing school and everything else, um, not knowing when you start work, when you end. So you might have like a 14-hour a day or longer. Being on you set. Know, life can be a little bit uh, wild. You know, it does help when you're, all your friends are in the business too. It definitely yes. helps because you can still maintain a social life, but... I think that those anxieties surrounding that at one point was just too intense for me. And that this is more for the film industry itself. Yes. Like this doesn't apply so much for theater and singing in a band or, you know, it like it does in some sense because you're, you never really know when you're going to work, but the film industry, when you start at like six in the morning, five in the morning, Hey, that's not for me. Like, Yes. So in some sense, the film, maybe one day can get back into it. Maybe I can handle that. And now that I'm older and I'm not like 18, 19, 20 years old, I think it would be probably easier. So maybe one day get back into it. Um, but it was definitely a fun lifestyle, you know, <laughs> and it's definitely a really cool chapter of my life that I, I reflect on all the time. And it's neat putting on a, a show or something and, and my son Hendrix will be like, Hey, there's mommy yeah, on there's TV. Mommy in the background <laughs> getting chased by zombies. <laughs> that was what movie was that with? Well, that was, well, there's a couple zombie ones, but the strain by, um, he was Gilmero del Toro. Yes, it really was. See us. Yeah, so that was cool. And and um, initially, Peter Weller, um, who was on Sands of Anarchy, I think he was the original RoboCop. He directed that episode. Wow. And it was so neat having like a sit-down conversation with him. And he's showing me pictures of his son. And to think like, wow, this I recognize this guy. Like, yeah. or, or just other, other opportunities, seeing other celebrities like drake or yeah. i don't know um when did you see drake on degrassi i imagine no no it wasn't it was um it's called breakaway i think they changed the movie funny enough though i wasn't feeling good that day on set so i i saw oh because my stomach was sore oh. <laughs> but i'm like of course see yeah. see drake and rob Lowe and i'm like oh dying there in the corner um <laughs> And set food or sometimes. Like, uh, Daniel Radcliffe was probably my favorite, the the actor that plays Harry Potter. Yes. Um, talk about being starstruck was pretty cool in the movie The F Word, but you don't even see the scene I was in at all. So, no. but I did keep the the um, what's it called? The call sheet. Okay. So I do I do have the call sheet. So that was pretty neat. Yeah, that but, that was, um, I remember when you you saw Harry Potter, Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> You're pretty excited. You. Yeah. <laughs> and you were in uh, William Shatner's uh, TV series. Uh, yeah, 
weird or what. So that was a cool opportunity too, because so William Shatner wasn't there when we were filming. So I never got to meet him or see him. Um, So I guess they filmed his parts in BC and then I was casted as one of the girls that originally saw the Mothman in in Virginia or something like that. Yeah, that's what the episode was called. Yeah, oh, well, it was was all about monsters. So they talked about, like, (laughs) different monsters. So one of them was the Mothman. And and, uh, so, cool, my name was in the credits. Of course, my last name was misspelt, and it was missing a C. But, I mean, that's, like, a normal occurrence. Yes. Did your (laughs) four-year... Did your four-year-old son, our grandson, Hendrix, get to see you in The Mothman as you yes, guys... Yes, he did. <laughs> what happened that night? So he saw you in the car and you were... Everybody was pretending to be screaming, I guess. <laughs> uh, did What happened after that? Because it must have been a late night for that call or that uh, time being on set. Oh, yeah, yeah. So after, I guess, like, it, it turned into a night shoot and, and whatever. So I think it was, like, four in the morning or something something like that. We, we filmed it in Hamilton. And I remember, like, uh, the lady... I think she was a daily, like she was working on the crew. She was driving us, um, driving us back and we got turned around on the highway. I guess it took the wrong exit or I don't know what happened. But anyways, the guy that was dressed as a mothman is like driving the car. And then we got stopped by a police officer. And you know, what's interesting about this story is that something similar happened also on another show. It was called Defiance. And we were also, that's a show, like, there's, like, aliens, and we had to, we are all dressed up as aliens and stuff, and um, <laughs> same thing happened. Someone was driving me home, and we're all, we're all, like, had our airbrush, like, alien makeup on, and <laughs> we get stopped by the police, because I guess the guy was, it was, like, night shoots, eh? And everyone's in a rush to get home. Like, you're tired. Yeah. Like, you know. That's the it's thing like, about the film business is the long hours. 12, yeah, 15. and it's not like one of those shows where, like, a few times, well, more than a few times, got my own trailer so you can sleep and stuff. Like, shows like that when you're, like, you're an extra extra and you're, like, they call it cattle. You're just all sitting in a room. The like, holding waiting room, to, yes. <laughs> you know, and um, so that's, yeah, so that in particular, like, everyone's in a rush to get home and, so I think that's what happened. And then this poor guy, the nicest guy ever to get, you know, is all like, oh, my God, like, we just came back from working on set. And, <laughs> like, look, we're all, like, dressed as aliens. You know? <laughs> like, our faces are all. What did the police officer say? I don't remember. I don't remember. You must have been I, I was in the front seat, though, but I, I don't remember. <laughs> and didn't you do a television show with uh, Jessica, your twin sister's son, Isaac? Oh, yeah. He was a baby, yeah, and so he was cast as the baby, and you were, you know, you're his aunt, and you were both cast in the same show. What was that show? So that was called The Firm. So oh, The Firm. With that show, yeah, with that show there, it was, um, yeah, Isaac was just a month old, yeah. and uh, so they needed a baby and, and a mom. Luckily, like, that's my twin son, so... Um, we, we just actually went in as photo doubles. So it's like, 
you know, it's like a hundred bucks an hour. Like even Isaac was getting a hundred bucks an hour to be there to take pictures. Yes. And he got his own trailer, yes. too, which was so cute. I remember that you you got your own trailer and Isaac and at a month too, old yeah. got his own trailer. Of course, his mother, <laughs> Jessica, was with was him. There, yeah. <laughs> but in the episode itself, it's um, basically like a mom, I guess, went and stole stole my baby aka my nephew yeah and like was pretending it was hers so she was like it was like um a court drama courtroom yeah scene where you see like (laughs) pictures of myself and isaac and they actually used real pictures also on top of the ones that we went in to take of like when isaac was born so like of me on top like kind of holding isaac when he was first born kind of made it look like i was the mom yes yes um and uh yeah so it's just like a really cool experience so yeah telling that to to isaac now he's like what (laughs) and and it's funny too now let's jump over to the movies uh you did a couple of hallmark movies disney movies and then carrie uh why did they always pick you as the mean girl (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no. you're the mean girl in a disney movie and the mean yeah, girl in, and you're the girl. nicest girl there is because you're my daughter but if you are nice, at least like the fine. disney show like not disney well i guess they could have been disney shows i don't know i was always like a pretty um animated maybe that's the theater i don't know oh the but theater yeah, experience was, yes yeah maybe yes i don't know but, but yeah so the disney movies they were shot in in uh, toronto as well i believe yeah, yeah. So, how to build a better boy? And that was pretty neat too, because that was, you know, long days and fun, kind of like we were one of Nevaeh's angels, kind of thing. So, yeah, that was a, that was a neat experience too. And, and how like about long days though? Like when I think about it, like oh my god. And what about the Carrie movie? How was that experience for you? Oh, that was fun um interesting <laughs> being you know especially needing to cover up my tattoos and, yes. and needing to be in my bra and underwear and, or, a big, or a bathing suit and all that stuff and um you know just the scenes and the director and they wanted people to go nude and all that stuff we'll keep it pg but you know, like there's that shower scene, and then we're throwing tampons at Carrie and stuff. Like it's intense. Eh? It's intense, yeah. But uh, cool for me because you know my sister Jessica was super into Carrie, and both of us are into scary movies. So it was like, oh my god, like this is gonna be awesome. Like hopefully this remake is half decent. And yes. got to sing karaoke with the main girls at like a, a bar really close to my place. So that was really cool. And, so that was after the the, the day yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, because I was in a few scenes, eh? Like, I was supposed to be in the end scene. Like, it was supposed to be... It took weeks and weeks and weeks to film. Like, when Carrie kind of goes ballistic with the blood and stuff in the gym. Mm-hmm. But I think I was casted on something else. Or something. I can't remember why. But I was supposed to be, like, the A-team or something right in the front getting full covered in blood. But yeah. I can't remember why. I can't remember. You what, pr- I what think was. you were cast. I know that you were, you did the listener. Uh, you did skim skins. Yeah, yeah, that was that was like the first few shows. So yes. this was like further. I think I was doing covert affairs or something. Oh yes, covert affairs. And then what was it like for you to be on Degrassi? That was an exciting day for yeah, our whole I think family. that was like the one of the most consistent shows because at that point, myself and everyone I 
was friends with, we're, we still look so young. Yes. We look like we're in high, like there's people just even doing BG on that that are like 30 years old. 30 years old, but they, they have them look like as if they're still all in high school. <laughs> yeah, so it was neat. Like the first time, uh, I guess it was the second time I was on it. I was did a Valentine's Day scene where I'm kissing this guy in front of the locker and they're all talking about like Valentine's Day and Another time I was like uh, the volcano girl and, and that like dumb <laughs> idiot playing with dinosaurs on top of a volcano. And, yeah, and you were seen, and on, <clears throat> seen on screen for those. And then yeah. and then L.A. Confidential. Is it L.A. Confidential you were in uh, as well? Oh, no, no, L.A. Complex. L.A. Complex. Those were like more just extra stuff, though. And same with Degrassi. It was a lot like also too, a lot of BG, but yeah. it was consistent work. It helped like, pay it for was, your university and your apartment and... <laughs> Consistent, yeah, consistent work. I still remember getting kicked off Degrassi for a few weeks. <laughs> and what happened? I got in trouble. And what did you do? <laughs> well, of course I was laughing and I was walking up the stairs with someone and it was um this guy, he's in a bunch of shows. I think his name is Raymond or something. Mm-hmm. He's I, I believe East Indian. Um, but he was on the show for a long time. This is like after Drake's time. But anyways, he was, um, <clears throat> excuse me, he was filming his scene and myself and this other girl are walking up the the stairs, like going back to the the green room and, and, and holding. And her and I, like if we were ever together, we're just laughing, cracking up, cracking yes. jokes, laughing up a storm. And just, <laughs> we were going up the stairs and we're just laughing our heads off. All you see is the the second AD, who like who's an awesome guy, mind you, running, running towards us, saying like, like stop, be quiet. And <laughs> we go into the holding, and then he's telling the BG handler, like the I think Wrangler, or whatever, like the yeah. third AD or fourth AD, oh whatever, I can't remember. Anyways, like like <laughs> how bad it was and. Anyways, I was kicked off for I think maybe two weeks or so, but the other girl, it was a while until she got she came back. Oh my goodness. So I remember getting a call from my agent. Yeah. Like, oh geez. Yeah. Of course I get in trouble for laughing. And plus I've I always gotten in crap too for messing up. At one point the grassy was all about the uniform, so yes. I messed up a couple skirts that we used to have to wear. <laughs> And what did you do? Like, gloss, well, it was just like lip gloss. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and stuff. Just like completely like not intentional. Like not in, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. those were the days. Those were the days. But uh, you sure made a lot of good friends. Uh, we used to tease you that you lived, well, you had your apartment on Young and Eglinton. And we used to say the word was young and eligible. But you sure had a lot, sure made a lot of friends in Toronto. While oh, you were- yeah. Like, it, I mean, now it's been so long since I've lived there to, you know, to keep up with everyone. It's quite difficult. And, and you know, it's like such a different chapter of my life at this point mm-hmm. it is cool to reminisce and it's a you know yes it is cool to reminisce but let's let's pivot over to what would you say to you're a young parent now with your son uh Hendrix who's four years old uh what would you say to parents that either a want to put their children into showbiz or their children want to be in their in the business of, of being on on screen what would you say would be the pluses and the minuses for them to be careful with 
Okay, so maybe we'll just start with the minuses. Um, I think it's just to be aware of how unpredictable it could be Mm -hmm. and how you have to, some, some people can handle, you know, the, like you're constantly getting judged upon your appearance. So it's not meaning that you have to be this perfect person like the film industry does. Um, It is accepting of all different people to a certain degree, depending on the role. Um, But it could take a toll on someone's self-esteem, obviously. Yes. You know, Um, so to be mindful of that. Um, But on the contrary, it also helps build self-esteem in some sense and confidence. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're auditioning and you have to be in front of people and, you know, when you're, you're filming a scene, there's like how many people on the other side of the camera or same with you if you're on stage, how many people are watching you on stage, right? Yes. So don't build that confidence. So it is good. Yeah. Um, uh, would you put your son in, you know, would you have Hendrix audition for roles or sign I up for acting? I probably wouldn't, to be honest. I don't think I would. Unless he like is super into like videos and and film and auditions I think it's just it takes a special person and you have to be so committed and and love it so much that that's what you want to do the rest of your life for me it was it was more so I thought it was cool and it was fun and but I'm more of a performer I'd say like on stage or singing in that sense I think the act like acting it was never even my strongest suit it was more it was more the singing that's what I felt my passion come from so I really think your your child or someone really 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 has to love it to continue on luckily I got to experience it more in my adult and adulthood so I was able to figure out okay hey like this is where I want what direction I want to go into you know but Mm -hmm. I can't say it was all negative it was you know it was definitely an awesome learning opportunity um if also to driving back and forth to toronto i would not suggest doing that if you can you know if you're into it if you're in northern ontario stick to northern ontario yes there's a lot of great opportunities here um you know and it's it's thriving it's it's being built up to its own community of itself yes. you know unless you move to, to a different city like Toronto or BC or whatever mm-hmm. cool if that's what you want to do but I would I would suggest like stay here yes. if you're in theater stay in local theater theater is amazing you know I think it's it's better on the kids mental health especially when they're young unless they're like super 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 into it yes I would suggest that but I remember uh, going for a lot of auditions back and forth in Toronto. Now, uh, thank goodness, we have uh, uh, one business that you can uh, sign up for acting lessons and and do your uh, video self-tapes here. Yeah, they didn't Uh, really have that back then at all either. No, (laughs) we had to do it with my camcorder. And one time it was a a rainstorm, or no, snowstorm, a blizzard. And we had to, uh, you were... You were uh, signed up to audition for. It was, was um it? one time. It was a series of unfortunate events. Yes, like, a series. We were of... watching the audition tapes later and be like, "Oh my god!" We yes, did. <laughs> with Jim Carrey, 
And uh, yeah, so I remember doing this and as, you know, videotaping you guys with my camcorder and putting on a VCR tape and then sending it down to the talent agent that was representing you. And oh, things are so much easier nowadays to get in the film business. But uh, then after you came back to Sudbury, uh, you ended up being in a band for a, a while. Yeah. Like we kind of, I think I mentioned before, I switched careers entirely, and uh, and then yeah, got into jamming with a band for a bit with these awesome, awesome guys, and it, it gave me an opportunity to. Like we didn't do a ton of shows or anything. I mean, hence COVID came along. Yes, uh, but it gave me an opportunity to sing once a week. Yes, you know, and to sing, and that's and I find from that experience definitely has made my voice grow and my idea of music and grow so much more and definitely in the future I'd like to dabble more into live music and and theater and you know get back into that right now I'm just focused on raising my son and, and working and doing the I'm passionate about the work I do now and um you know I still have that that uh performing bug in me yes. of course but you know it's still cool to be able to integrate that into the work I do now in some sense too and, and it's different opportunities so I still get my little doses here and there but yes and your songwriting still and uh recording some music and and luckily my partner is obsessed with making music yes and he's always looking for a creative outlet so yes. it uh, definitely and the people we surround ourselves are very musically inclined and performing arts and, and all that stuff so that influence is still there it hasn't been lost so yes. I think you know my son's almost five five or six I can maybe jump back into doing a little bit here and there but I definitely enjoyed that part of my life and and I'm glad I got to experience all that I don't regret it it was amazing yes Um, yeah yes it was all these really well um I should say really good skills that I've learned throughout that whole experience yes Uh, the band that you were in was called uh Pretty Wicked I think it was Pretty Wicked and then uh you you uh wrote some songs with your partner, Brendan, and then also uh, we sent them off. Uh, Distro Kid is our distributor, and uh, your songs under your name, Chanel, are under, uh, they're streaming on Apple, Spotify, and so on. So you still are dabbling in that field, which is great. So it sounds like singing has, is still always and always will be your passion. And you sing yeah. with your dad when he sings Michael yeah, Rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah been so amazing too being able to do that and yeah. and that just um yeah just seeing the fa- like the smiles on their faces the residents faces when we're singing these songs and yes at long-term course, care facility places yeah, yes and, and doing it with with my dad and um yeah, so you're using it for for good for sure so th- yeah. so that's good so as far as um would you suggest for children that want to get into this that maybe they too start in uh, with possibly singing lessons or acting lessons or what would you suggest if for children or parents I, of children? I would say the same same thing that we were told years ago. Start with musical theater. Yes. Start with theater. 
you know, first off, like, see if your kids like being in front of people or not. Like, if they want to indulge in that. If they do, then maybe take part in acting lessons at the Creative Loft or or, play, or places like that if they want to focus more on film. But I think just getting getting that exposure, you know, and to see it, to see if they enjoy it. If there's any, if there's any indication that it's doing some sort of harm, then lay off for a bit. If they want to, again, when they're older, they can make that decision to do so. And even through their local high school, like their high schools or elementary, there's, there's ways to get involved where it's not as committing full blown to it. Yes. Um, I think that is also important. So yeah, definitely take up on those lessons if, if that's something you want to do. And just being supportive with them, right? Like as parents. We're lucky yes. we we're lucky we had you guys as so, so supportive. You know? And well, thank uh, you. I think uh, that's super important. That helps, you know, uh, um that that creates more people that are artists in our community to have that that support from family, and, from yes. the community itself, you know. And your we're a very artistic community, I find. Yes, uh, for Northern Ontario, we're, we're lucky that there there seems to be a, a lot of respect for people that want to be artists, singers, performers. Uh, in your high school, uh, your secondary school, if they have a drama program, you you and Jessica were involved with the drama program, and you did uh, Into the Woods and... Uh, couple of other plays. Wizard uh, of Oz again. Wizard of Oz again. <laughs> this is twice. <laughs> First with the Cambrian, then at St. Charles. And you did Guys and Dolls. So again, uh, utilize what's available in your local schools for drama, for singing classes. For You also signed up for piano lessons as well. So mm-hmm. it, it uh, lessons really help. And, and if your child isn't confident and if they're very shy, and a parent worries about their children being shy, what would you suggest for a parent to do if their child is, is shy? Well, I guess if they're shy, if they want to do it, if the child wants to commit to this business, then, yeah, definitely indulging in, in different um, classes and stuff. If your child's too shy and they don't have any interest in it, don't push it. Don't push them, yeah. <laughs> don't. Them. Yes. They might be the next big scientist or the next big, you know, who knows, trays worker, women's trays worker, you know, like, we don't really know we can give them that support and those mechanisms to, to point them towards different things that they have interest in. But if, if that interest decreases, and if whatever, then let them see where they go, you know. Mm-hmm. Being an artist is a hard freaking career choice. It is. It's not for the faint of heart. It's, it can be very stressful. And... Very stressful. And there might be a lot of glitz and glamour and glitter and all that fun stuff, but it's hard work. And long hours. You know, long and... hours, hard work. You're dealing with a whole different environment, right? And it's, you know, the unpredictable of not knowing when you're going to get paid, even if you worked on a few jobs. Yes. You know, when are you going to get paid? And if you um, can trust your agent. going on, if there's strikes, if productions, there's not as many productions. Sometimes in the wintertime, there's less productions. Yes. Let's say this is in Toronto or wherever. Yes. I mean, I've been out of it for so long, so things have changed. Um, you know, being a part of the union, there's different things that come up. Things like that. There's there's a whole slew of issues that could come up too, right? So to be mindful of those things also. 
But uh, even starting your children young in in lessons is good. Uh, We had you in singing lessons in dance. Uh, You took ballet, jazz, hip hop. uh, And so that helps it, you know, so even if they don't want to really be in front of the camera, it it can help a child overcome shyness by being part of uh, some sort of lessons where it, it could involve just dancing with a bunch of other dancers, young dancers. Yeah. yeah. It could really help. And then uh, singing lessons can be just private uh, singing lessons or group lessons. You did both group and private. And then with musical theater, then you're singing with a whole bunch of people. And that's where we found the the biggest change in your the maturity of, of you and your sister when you were just seven, eight, nine years old being in musical theater, you were socializing with people as young as your age, young children, over with people that were in their 50s. Yeah, 50s, 60s. (laughs) Yeah, and and sitting around doing rehearsals and, and, uh, and so on and so forth. So it really helped for you to be more sociable. Uh, So that was a plus for that as well. So um, it was, we enjoyed the ride. I mean, my husband, your dad, and I both in, got involved with, with the film business as well. We did background on Murdoch Mysteries, and you were with us in, in one of the... Yeah, the Murdoch Mysteries. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. That Six was o'clock fun. in the morning call time sucks, but yeah. <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> what I liked about Murdoch Mysteries, we filmed that, that was filmed in Barrie, uh, was that even though we were BG background performers, we, for the lunchtime, for the mealtimes, the lead actors, there was no, they were better than us attitude. It was, we all sat in the same tent eating the same food and we didn't feel like second class. <laughs> yes, second class citizens. Like luckily, like we, you guys always kept up and paying for my extra dues and union dues while I wasn't even working in the business. And that helped for sure. Getting back when I was older. Yes. Um, in terms of that, you definitely get a lot more pluses. I mean, you can't do um, any, any indie films and whatever. They have to be union film for them or, or TV shows for the most part, or they, they have a certain amount of people that can be unionized and not unionized. That's, that's some weird stuff there. And I think there should be some, um, Maybe more accountability or yeah, for treating people properly. There's there's a lot of mistreatment I think between when it talks when it comes to union and, and non-union. But I'm, yes. I'm assuming that's like that in a lot of different career choices. Yes, so. we've seen that ourselves. I've seen that here in Northern Ontario, where you're to be on set for long periods of time and you don't know how long you're going to be on set and then when it's uh you know you see the crew eating but not the background performers that was kind of I felt like okay we're lower class you know so I I felt that kind of that bothered me uh and I complained about that but uh our first movie that we did together which was amazing which was uh in Mississauga uh, was the Pentagon Papers with Paul yeah. Giamatti. Sorry, Paul Giamatti. He's now on Billions. Uh, and then Alan Arkin, who recently uh, passed away. 
and then James Spader. And that was a fun shoot. You and Jessica got to swim in the swimming pool. Your dad uh, was acting as a CIA agent. I was one of the Pentagon uh, wives <laughs> carrying out potato salad. <laughs> but that was a fun day. There's a, there's a lot of fun in the film business. Uh, and but you get to be like you're playing dress up. So, you're playing like, dress up. That's yeah. The cool things you get. Like I still remember, um, like doing night shoots, and I'm getting. I played a CIA agent with a gun. You know, it was only out. Like I was only um, on set for maybe an hour. It was a night shoot, but I literally watched TV in my trailer until they needed me and got to pretend to use a gun. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> it was cool. Yeah, there was a lot of there's a lot of cool things about it. But again, as you said, uh, it's like playing dress up. I mean, it is a skill to be an amazing actor and you, you're awarded with uh, Oscars and Academy Awards and, and so on yeah, and so forth. Yeah, you're going for the principal role. And yeah, stuff, for and sure. that's pretty well the maybe the 1% that are making $20, $20 million yeah. a film and more. And I, I personally never wanted to do that. It was more of just like a... Hey, this is a job, and and uh, you know, but if, if that's your goal, go for it, man. Like that's uh, why not? One of the things I've noticed is a big shift in in gender equality. I'm seeing more and more actresses like Charlize Theron, Margot Robbie, who is in the new Barbie movie, who are now producers. Yeah, Years ago, so it was amazing. like in the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, you know, you got the role if you also did well on the casting couch. And that was the really seedy, awful side of, of the film business in Hollywood. But now I'm seeing more and more women taking back the power, taking power back mm-hmm. to being paying for the, the movies to be produced. They're, yeah. they're acting in it, maybe, but they're paying for the this TV series being the producer. And I'm I'm thinking that is just so great. Yeah. It is so amazing. It, I agree. It is really amazing. So uh, any other final words you'd like to say, Chanel, about um, being in the film business? You might go back to it or you might just... Probably, I probably wouldn't for the film... But if it's theater and singing and performing on stage, 100%. 100%. Maybe once I'm older with film, you know, when it's it's not my my bread and butter, the way I have to pay for everything. Yes. Um, now that I have a family, it's for me, it's it would be too difficult. I need a little bit more stability and security and and family and, comes yeah. first. <laughs> and family comes first. Yeah, but like, I mean, with the theater and stuff, um, I feel like it's the commitment. There's still a, it's still a big commitment there, but I feel like my love for it would, would still, I got be able to make it work, you know, like, um, well, at least, you know, when you're going to be performing for theater, it's, you know, Tuesday till Sunday, uh, specific times. And then you can go, certain days. Yeah. 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 It's, it yeah. seems to be more stable. Uh, and not as um, unstable as far as when you're going, as far as being in the film business. I remember waiting till almost midnight, finding out, okay, where are we going to be shooting? Where is this going to be shooting? What clothes do I have to bring for a wardrobe to look at? Uh, yeah. What makeup or should I wear? 
you know, where's the parking for where the film is going to be set? <laughs> it was so stressful. It was so stressful. <laughs> and uh, it was fun once we got there. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, it is fun. Yeah. You know, and, and there was some amazing fun things. That I, I, again, the Pentagon Papers was fun. But for me, I think I, it was a, I did uh, the covert, covert Affairs, and that was fun. But, you know, and Murdoch Mysteries was fun. There's a lot of fun stuff, but it's be it's for the other, like, you know, the other background stuff I did, you know, for other films. Uh, and I did a couple of Hallmark films and, and some independent ones here in Sudbury and in Toronto, Hamilton, Barry. Uh-huh. But it was the where is it going to be? filmed where's the, what's the location what clothes do I have to bring oh yeah like, what time do I have to be there <laughs> but theater is a, is a little bit easier or even being in a band you know that you're yeah, going to be forming oh, yeah. on Saturday night so. and that's it <laughs> and we'll rehearsal have to Wednesday. Stuff, but, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but anyway yeah. well I thank you so much this has been an enjoyable uh interview uh very you know, it was nice to reminisce. Uh, yeah, oh, 100%. And thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome, Chanel. So you have a good day and uh, love you. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, love you too. <laughs> and love your sister, Jessica. She did an amazing podcast with me about yeah. mental health. And uh, and so there's just so much that we can talk, that we could talk about. But uh, I enjoyed reminiscing with you about uh, you and your sister and Our you specifically early yeah early days of being in the film business mm-hmm. anyway you take care and you we'll too. talk to you later hey thank you bye You're welcome bye bye everyone